I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. This crowd tonight, I felt like, you know, it's one of those crowds where it's just like, you just, you can see them so well. You know what I mean? That's a part of the thing, like when a club is like mm-hmm. <laughs> too lit, you know? And you can see the very white. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see the whiteness. You see, like, I hate it when I'm on stage and then. I don't know if this I don't know if this bothers you, but I have like this weird tendency when someone like puts their hand on their face or something, any sort of gesture that looks like you're not interested in me. Yeah. I just can't <laughs> not like freak out and focus. Like it doesn't matter how well the set's going. Yeah. And so What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, do I not please you? Yeah. And it's it's always the guy in the front row. And it's always somebody with uh-huh. the hands on the face and it drives me insane. And it's just like it's such an insecurity that I have that I can't I can't get over. I'm telling myself that I'm going to like let a lot of these things go that I do on stage that are just they don't help me. Right. They don't get more laughs. You, sometimes they kind of do if I rip somebody. Right. And then sometimes it, like I've done that and it just makes them all uneasy. Like, yeah. how insecure are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm really insecure. Try you will <laughs> laugh. But you know, you know what someone told me once? Someone said Leave that person alone, because for all you know, his dog ran away today. True, yeah. You know, it might not be... But then why come to a fucking comedy show to... if your dog died? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> deal with your dog somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But... My ego's up here. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to, like, feed my ego more than I care about your stupid dog. No, but, yeah, you're right. It is about, like, you don't know what that person's going through. Right. You don't know what is behind that face. But that's the weirdest thing, because when, you know, we get up there, it's like you don't... You don't know what you're getting with the crowd. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like, like... What was your initial take on them tonight? Well, tonight, um, you know, was... Uh, well, it's Connecticut. So um, that's always... That's that's always a crapshoot. Yes. You know, Connecticut's one of those weird places that, uh, you know, it could go really well or they could totally turn and not be into you at all. And I thought they were uh, here to have a good time, you know? So it's like it's kind of one of those nights where it's like they prepared for it. At least they prepared to come to a comedy show. Because a lot of times, you know, you're in the city and you're doing shows and it's like everything else was closed. You know, (laughs) Broadway's, it's a Monday. There's no Broadway shows or whatever. And they just happen to come into a comedy club. So that right there is a completely different vibe from an audience. So I felt at least this audience prepared to come to this show. Yes. Um, you know, which was the Boston Comedy uh, Festival show. And um, I'm here with Kevin Downey Jr., um, one of my uh, one of my favorite people in Thank comedy. Thank you, sir. It's and one you're of, one of mine. Yeah, it's I just, always talk about you to it's, me. It's such a good vibe. Uh, you know, we kind of jump into this thing here. I don't really do a regular intro, but this is... I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin, and we're just kind of going to go off. This is the road edition. Um, which I think is going to be a cool thing I want to start doing, you know, yeah. with guys on the road. So Kevin and I, uh, we've known each other forever. I didn't want to tell you how long because it dates us yep. as people and especially as comedians. Yep. Does uh, does that bother you when people, like, get um, – like, I always hate it when people ask me how long I've been doing comedy because I feel like there's a, there's a lot of guys that have been doing it longer than me that fucking suck. So don't make it such a big deal that I've been doing it a while. Yeah. You know, I don't think that matters because there's a lot of people who do it a long time and they don't do it right mm-hmm. for many years. You, you know, know what I don't like about it is I've been doing it 28 years. And I'll ask someone, how long, how long, they'll say, how long have you been doing it? 20 years. And they give me a weird look now like, oh, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, like, exactly. You're still in it. You've you've survived. Yeah. What? Who, who do you want flying your airplane when you're going on vacation? You uh. want the 22 year old who just got his <laughs> license, or, or you know the like the 65 year old who's like, ah, I've been doing this forever. My kids are grown. Who cares if I die? Like they have nothing to lose, and they're great at it. They're exactly. great at it. No, but that's you know, but it, it is a thing that's there's a little bit of you know weirdness that comes with you know ageism and different things in comedy and yeah like, people think that like and you know just they think that like there's such a like a misperception of where we're supposed to be at a certain time in comedy or yes. you know it's like oh you know like it had like it like in five years it just happens you know yeah. or this this amount of years it happens and uh, yeah that's i think that's why i have a hard time you know like you know, we were after the show, you know, sometimes talking to people because I'm always afraid they're going to fuck it up. You know, they're going to they're going to say something that's just going to make me go, God damn it. Why don't you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we had a good time. Yeah. I was up there giving my jokes. And then, you know, it's like it, you're kind of like me in a lot of ways. And that's what I like about you is like because when I first started comedy, you know, it's like you were one of these guys that I saw that would come in and be this kind of weird dude and like flashy dressing, you know, dressing weird and different. And, you know, and it made me feel okay because you, you remind me of my high school. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> we would definitely have been besties in high school. Right. So it's like we'd go to Depeche Mode concerts together. <laughs> we'd be, you know, borrowing outfits. And, but that's what I like about you is you are just not afraid to march to your own beat. And wow, you thank you. do your own thing. It inspires me because, you know, I wear this cowboy hat, I do my weird shit, and it's like, who cares? That's the best part about comedy. Yeah. This is why I don't fucking work in a cubicle. I can do whatever I want. Yep. I can do whatever I could, you know, just like as a kid watching Kennison and guys like that and Dyson, like that's the best thing about this is you could do whatever you want. Yeah. We both, I got to say, both of us, we don't have that cookie cutter... Like, when I started doing comedy, it was a comic wearing a T-shirt with a yeah. uh, jacket over it and sneakers sure. and jeans. And that's what every comic in New York City was doing. And there's no one doing what you do. Like, if I see a guy on stage in New York wearing a cowboy hat, I'd be like, text you right now. Dustin, you better get down <laughs> to Broadway. You want to see this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, that's happened a few times, actually. I remember I've gotten alerts when guys, young guys are wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> alerts. <laughs> like, there's a guy at an open mic, and uh, he's wearing a cowboy hat, a Johnny Cash shirt. Um, I think you need to do something about this. Um, but, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because it's like, you know, Probably not that many comedians are probably discussing the, you know, outer appearance of a comedian or anything like that. But to me, you know, I started comedy because you can add all those different elements to yep. yourself. Yeah. You know, like I went to fashion school. I went, you know, artist, different things. And then it's just like painter and things. And then and then I do comedy as well. So you can add it all into what you do. Yeah. And so I think that's what's exciting about it, you know. But and and just even watching, you know, Dice and Kennison, you know, it's like a big part of them was their, you know, kind of their their rock and roll presence. Yes. And I've always said your act isn't just your jokes. Yeah. It's the way you stand, the way you dress. Sure. Uh what's I'm going to I blank on his name. Who uh a, a guitar player, he's got a band, Chris something. You'll know who I mean. Chris. Uh, I don't want to fall Chris in Chris Isaac? Love. Yes. Yes. Something I learned watching Chris Isaac. Everything yeah. you do, everything you say, everything you wear, that is your act. All right? Like, when you go see Chris Isaac, he's not wearing 
uh, flannel shirt. He's yeah. got, you know, yeah. he's, he's got his stage outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing that just works within what he's doing, and it's just like also sex appeal, which is something that, you know, I don't know. In the beginning, it's it you know it's something that was important to me. I feel comedy should be kind of sexy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like <laughs> someone gave me, and they didn't give me the advice, yeah. but I heard someone say, "You can be in show business, and that's and that's great. But if you're in show business and people want to fuck you, then you're really going to go places." Absolutely. People have to go. Yeah, I love. And I told you, there's the club owners like that's a good looking man. I'm I want him back. Yeah. Like that's what you want. That's what everybody wants. You know, it's funny because. Uh, I was, uh, you know, Leah, you know, my girl, and she's a comedian and everything, and we're talking, and, and we both wear these rings, and we're not married, but we, you know, we're live together, and we're eternal partners, all that bullshit, but we don't bring the government into it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I do better when I don't have the ring on mm -hmm. because I feel like it's, you know, I wear this ring on my wedding finger, and so people assume I'm married. And, but I don't, you know, I don't do wife jokes or anything. Right. But I'll say girlfriend and whatever, and I think it confuses me. But it's funny, like, when I have it off, sometimes I do better because it's like I feel like not that I'm this guy that's trying to get laid all the time, but it's like sometimes just an illusion of like, hey, you know. That possibility. Yeah, you're just you're flirting with it, you yep. know, flirting with this thing, and it's an illusion. And yep. They may have some Tim McGraw fetish, and so <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm able to kind of like tap into whatever weird thing that they're into or uh -huh. whatever. So it works. I, yeah, there it has does. to be that. Like if you have, and I know women dig you. I've had women tell me I dig him, <laughs> but if if there's that even that sh that spark of hey maybe I could meet him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That helps. Well, comedy, yeah, it should be provocative. You know, I yep. Think that's that's what makes it and interesting. and sexy, and sexy. Um, what's, you know, what I like about, you know, things that you do on stage, which inspired me as a young comic and not that, you know, we, I sort of a little after you, but I still feel you're one of these guys that made an impact on me. And one thing that I love is that you tell a fucking joke. It's like, you know, and you tell good jokes and you've, you're like me, you have a hard time letting go of these good jokes. <laughs> so, I've got jokes that are 20 years old. <laughs> but they still fucking work. Why would I get rid yeah. of it? And it's like, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, it's funny, Seinfeld was on, um, he was interviewing Chris Rock and Louis C.K. I don't know if you saw this interview. And uh, it was a funny interview because it was like it's you know it's Seinfeld. It's fucking it's the it's the they're holding court. This for you know Louis went under or whatever for jerking off. But it was um, you know Seinfeld on one side, Seinfeld in the middle, Louis on one side, and uh, Chris Rock on the other. You know it's mm -hmm. fucking you know it's Mount Rushmore we got going on. Yeah. And they're talking comedy, and um, and it's funny because it's like Seinfeld got a lot of shit for this because he was like he was talking to the two of them. And they were just saying, yeah, we do a new hour every year and whatever. And he's just like, he's like, he's like, oh, so you guys aren't real comedians. You're just like, you know, throwing out some new thing every year. And like, you're not like honing something over, you know, like it was funny because it's like a lot of people are saying, you know, how outdated Seinfeld looked by saying that. Like, right. you're not real comedians because you're not doing this thing that I do. Right. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, I feel like there is a there is a beauty to just honing something and just you know you yeah. know making it part of your act that works and you know rickles did fucking rickles yeah like that i mean it it just was just it was a rickles thing that he did and it was yep. very similar to what he did in the 60s and what he did in the 70s and the 80s but it was a thing and i'm not saying you shouldn't write 
but I feel like, you know, especially in a gig like this, you know, because it's like, you know, we're on the road. Mm -hmm. It's a different state. It's a different, you know, vibe of people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you get up there and you know you got these pocket of jokes that are, you know, that are kind of tested out. Yep. So you want to throw those at a thing where I feel like there's your money making gig. Yep. Which should be your arsenal of weapons that work. Yep. And then there's your experimental city shit and all that stuff, you know. Imagine if the way the way I see it, um, jokes are kind of like a baseball team. Okay. And I've got Babe Ruth jokes. Yes. But the jokes don't get old. Like you know, ball player gets old. You got to go. Well, Babe was great. Yeah. Now I got to replace Babe. But if you have jokes, I have jokes that are 20 years old. And, like, I've had one guy go, I heard that joke. You did that 20 years ago. I know, but it's still funny. You know what I'm not doing? I'm not doing, a, like, I used to have a joke about that movie Alive or the soccer team crash. Sure, sure, I'm sure. not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I had a good year with it. Yeah. And, you know, now it's yeah. time to let it go. Yeah. But I have jokes that I wrote last week that I did tonight. Okay. I had one or two that I just wrote. I was like, I'll throw these in. Because okay. that way... Like, I've had people that have seen me five times go, I've seen you five times in five years. You've only repeated three jokes. No, I didn't. I mean, I don't tell them that. I repeated a lot of them. Yeah, sure. But if a joke works, why wouldn't you keep it? I mean, once I yeah. do it on TV, I might let it go. Sure. I mean, yeah. Um, I've done some jokes on TV that I don't do anymore. Right. And then I have a few that I do. Yeah, you know? me too. So it's like, it's a weird thing. It's just like you have to kind of make that call as a comic. And, yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, it, there's really no rules to any of this. No. Know? It's just, you and just. See, to Seinfeld's point, which I get, like, his act, like, he even said once, he goes, my jokes are my, those are my babies. And I, I you know, I nurture them. Yeah. And now, you know, you like, I've got jokes so old, but then I'll say it in a slightly different way, and it gets a different laugh. I go, whoa, I, like, I never even thought to say it that way. Well, here's the thing you got going for you that a lot of comics don't have going for them is um, a original and bizarre yet lovable <laughs> uh, delivery. That was and, the hard part to yeah. own. <laughs> lovable was the hard but part. But you are. It's hard not to fucking like, like you. If you don't like you, like you're dead inside. <laughs> like, if you don't like Kevin Downey Jr., there's something wrong with you. Because you are the epitome of, like, fun and silly and, right. like, misdirection. And it's a good time. And it's like, that's why I like watching you and listening and whatever, because it is something that's... You know, it's just what what comedy should be. You right. know, the sip and the alcohol and the fun and the punchline here and then boom and you you have a way you bring the crowd into a joke. You put mm-hmm. their name in the thing. Like it, it's it's just a good time. Like there's Thank no you. you know there's there's no doubt about it. And so I think that's what's important is to have a good time. But anyway, it's like but you put so much into the performance element of it, which I think. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of comics. It's like. Like I could see somebody saying something like, you know, I remember when Jim Davids had some shit about you and stuff on the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy that you did, and it was just like, you know, that you you were charactery and mm-hmm. you didn't you know, whatever. But it's like, and you know, but the way I look at it, it is kind of you. It's like it is very much you. Yeah. And it's like just because when you get on stage, it's almost like that's who you become on stage. Right. It's like and like like we're doing this. I, okay, is this you? Is this you unplugged? Okay, but you're still having an element of yourself when right. you're doing these jokes, and at the same time, it's like you know, it's it should be showy. Absolutely. Comedy should be showy. You don't want to tell jokes you want to perform jokes yes it's an act it's a performance yeah like i could recite jokes right now and you go well yeah that's a well-written joke but you're not gonna laugh 
But when I'm, you know, def- yeah. performing the joke, da, 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 you go, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, now it's creepy. <laughs> now it's funny. But yeah, you perform it. I yeah. see you. You perform your jokes. Yes. You, you but I, I mean, how many guys, oh, this is going on around the country. Yeah. I can walk into a club and I go, all right, that's a comic and that's a comic because they're wearing the, the flannel and the hoodie yeah, sure. and the sneakers. And all they do is the, they go on stage and start smoking a little weed. And here's my weed joke. Yeah. And they're, they're reciting their, you know, their, their hack weed jokes that they're all doing. And we've all had weed jokes, but they yeah. all start with, I smoke a lot of weed. That's the setup. That's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. setup. And they're not performing. They're telling a joke. Yeah. And it might, if it, you could even have a great joke, but if you're just reciting it, you go, that's why people, people think comedy is easy. Oh, you just stand there and tell jokes. Yeah. Not if you're good at it, you yeah. are performing. Yeah. Look at it. And I'm really bad with names. I should know her name. Uh, <laughs> just died, seven years old. Um, if God wanted Jews to bend over, he'd put diamonds on the floor. How can oh, I remember uh, her Joan name? Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Yeah. Joan Rivers didn't tell jokes. She yeah. performed. Rodney oh, yeah. performed. Sure. All well, she these felt. People. She felt her material. And she was like, it became, it was more about like, you know, how she saw the world. And yes. this like crazy, like manic, you know, funny, yep. weird, but crazy. performing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's when, when people say, can you give me some advice? I would say, have fun and perform. Yeah. Just don't stand there. And, yeah, so I live with my mom. Ugh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny as I, I can't. You know, I've even tried to do this. You know, I've tried to put on like storytelling shows and stuff. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. But I feel like, you know, not everybody should tell a story. No, I can't <laughs> tell a story. I can't tell a street joke. I can barely. Yeah, I can't do either one. I, um, yeah, I love street jokes. My brother is really good at street jokes, and I, I can't tell him. He's so good at them, and it's like, I mean. But that's all he can do. He could never do this. Right. But and my dad always thinks he's funnier. You know, my dad is always like, "Why isn't he the comic?" Yeah. Like you're this weird, <laughs> pensive, crazy. You know, like, he doesn't <laughs> understand why I'm the one that fucking does stand-up comedy for a living. So it's like it's funny how um, I remember my first joke joke that I told. I remember I was with um, my friend's family. Went to like a lake house. My mm. friend Brent or Brett Brett. And we're hanging out, and uh, I'd heard this joke. I don't even know where I heard it. You know, that's the thing with street jokes. And I remember they asked if anybody had a joke, and I was uh, probably like nine, maybe. And I was like, yeah, I got a joke. I did this joke, and uh, first joke I ever told in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember I said there was this guy that uh, he moves to this town, and uh, it's a coal mining town, and he gets a job as a coal miner, right? And so he gets, he gets, to, he gets to the uh, town, Virginia or wherever, and he goes into a bar and uh, goes up to the bartender. And he says, hey, can I have a beer? And the bartender goes, here's your beer, you know, whatever. And he's like, hey, all right. It's, uh, hey, I got a question. And he's like, bartender's like, yeah, what do you need, buddy? And he's like, uh, so are there any girls around here? He's like, nah, man, there ain't no girls around here. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And so he you know, goes to work, comes back next day, orders a beer, Hanging out with the bartender, and then he goes, "Hey, just any girls come by, man? Any girls? Any news of any chicks anywhere?" And he's like, "Nah, man, still no girls." And uh, he's like, "All right, man." So he goes to work, comes back third day, comes back, and he says, he's "Got a beer?" And he's like, "Girls?" Like, nope. And he goes, "Well, you know, we do got old Joe in the back." And he's like, "Oh no, man, I don't play that shit. You know, whatever." He drinks his beer and leaves. And he comes back uh, next time, and then he orders beer, <laughs> and, and he goes. Uh, and the girls, no, but we still got old Joe in the back. He's like, okay, well, if I do go back there with old Joe, who's going to know? Well, me, you, 
Joe and the two other guys. He's like, who's the two other guys holding Joe down? He don't play that shit either. (laughs) 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 I'm like nine telling this joke, (laughs) this long-winded fucking street joke. And it's like, I think that was the first laugh I ever got from a joke. And I was just like, okay, I love this feeling. Yeah. (laughs) I had to revisit it years later in my life. And I'm sure there's some guy that actually does that somewhere. Oh, I <laughs> promise you. That's his closer. I promise yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably following him tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's what freaks me out, too, is like, you know, I've I've done some, like, pretty high-end tours, USO stuff and things. And, you know, you'll follow a guy or, or a guy will follow you or something. And, and it's like, and they'll do street jokes, like, in the realm of, like, stand-up comic, you know, and you're just like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. What what I hate is when they're killing, and they go, all right, folks, I'm going to give you a joke you can take home. You're already killing. You didn't need to do that. Didn't need to do that. And I got to go on after you. Yeah. There was, yeah, it was unnecessary. Yeah. The only time I've ever told a street joke is when either the microphone dies okay. or if I say, all right, folks, I'm going to walk from the stage to the bar and get a beer, but I don't want to stop performing. So I walk off stage and I tell a street joke, which I hate doing, but I don't want to lose the focus and I yeah. gotta have the crutch to yell sip or if it's sure, empty, sure, it doesn't sure, work. Sure. But hopefully someone just brings me a fucking beer. Yeah. But I otherwise and I don't even like doing that, but never do I do a street joke. Ever. I've had to yeah. follow people just ripping the joint up. Yeah. And then it's always a filthy street joke. It's always oh, a, yeah. so these two homos are banging each other in the can. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing we were talking about before, you know, where it's just like you know, people want to just come up and tell you these outlandish, ridiculous, like horrible, like it's racist, racist yeah. homophobic, <laughs> fucking crazy fucking jokes. You know, the thing. two Negro faggots are going at it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too, is like you, you can know, use that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And well, that's the thing is, you know, you have to be nice to these people, you know. Yep. Because they're the crowd. Yeah. I mean, and you do. I mean, they paid. We performed. Okay. Sure. I'm not going to say, sir, that's offensive. Get away from me. Because now I've yeah. ruined everyone's evening that's listening. Yeah. It's definitely this weird element, you know, of like, you know, the, but, but I always get pissed off. It's like, my whole thing is like, you didn't even buy a fucking CD, but I, so I got to listen to you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at least have a little class. Yeah. Buy my fucking CD, buy my stupid card or whatever the fuck I'm selling or tip me, whatever. I don't. I'm not fucking prideful. And then I'll fucking talk to you. I'll yeah. let you tell me your stupid fucking jokes. I will listen. I will fake laugh. I will be your buddy. But you're not gonna buy my shit. You're not gonna give me an extra twenty in my pocket. And yep. I gotta listen to you. And then you might throw in some other weird shit about what I should be doing. Oh. You know. You know what's even worse when you're at your merch table. Yeah. And some guy comes up and goes, "Hey man, this is really good. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they they camp, and you're <laughs> trying to sell your, your uh. stuff. Go and away. they're blocking the table, Go and away. you just see get the fuck 190 people fuck walking it. past because uh, they can't get 20, to you. 40, 60, 80 yep. bucks. <laughs> just gone. Thank you, sir. Can you just step aside, and we'll gone. talk after. And then he doesn't even buy one. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know who else I like? Do you know, um, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Dane Cook? I like him. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks, sir. Can you just step aside? You know, um, <laughs> I uh, I used to like Bill Cosby, but I can't anymore, and I have his records. Okay, could you just get the fuck out of the way? Either hand me a $100 bill or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Fucking camping right in front of your merch we're, table. We're fucking gypsies, bro. You got to let us <laughs> sell yeah. our shit, man. 
It's yeah, it's a weird thing. What's uh, what's the, like the weirdest thing that people have said to you after shows? Like any like just bizarre things on things you should do in your act or anything like that? Or I, I get a couple of things. Now everyone thinks I'm gay. Okay. And what I get is the local, uh, like the married dude, who wants guys to blow him. Oh God. And so they're like, so you, you they're like, you, you, you really are gay, right? No. Like, no. 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 You can tell me, dude. I mean, you want to just go get a beer? We can. I'm like, what? No. I don't care if you're gay, dude. And it comes down to, you, come on, you just want, you want to suck my dick? No. I've told you nine times. Now fuck off. Now I'm like. I've, I'm not gay, you know? I don't even want to fuck your wife. Go away. I just like flock of seagulls. Get off me, man. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, a, just a haircut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I get the straight guys. Yeah. Back off. Yeah. I get the straight guys that think I'm gay. Yeah. And obviously the people like, uh, you know, the two homo, two, two Negro homos are going at it. You can use this joke. Yeah. I get that. Um, I get people that think I really am like that weird guy on stage. You kind of are. You're half of. and half. You're half I'm and half, half and half. Yeah. yeah. I had an old roommate who goes, on stage, that's like Kevin Concentrate. You take everything out, and that's... Yeah. Which I get. But these yeah. people are like, so, um, do you like unicorns? I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, but you're not like Emo Phillips. Like, you're not borderline right. autistic. Like, you... <laughs> but I get these... <laughs> who's a genius, up. but yeah. something's, you know, he's a little, you know... Yeah. Special. But not, these, you know. These whack jobs come up to me and they I think you and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> I don't think so. Buy a t shirt and move. And then I get people who go, So you're probably on you're on what are you on? Coke? Yeah, you wanna yeah. go do some Coke? I'm like, yeah, yeah. deviated septum, I'm not on anything. I drink and I, I don't drink much. I mean I still drink. Yeah. Not as much as I used to. But like no, there's no Coke, there's no nothing. Like Yeah. Come on, man, don't don't hold on to me. Like no, there's really there is nothing. I, yeah, that's I, what I get. Yeah, that's fucking that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah people assume that you know I'm either like wasted or drunk. Yeah, or, you know anytime anytime you mention things in your act, you know that that you know, but they don't hear the the words like hey I used to or hey I don't right. do this anymore. They just hear you know things and think that. You know, I remember, uh, yeah, I've been wasted with you a few times. Yeah. I think I sexually harassed you in an elevator once. I kept tapping your balls. <laughs> I, I think there was a little communal ball grabbing going on. Like, you're not the guilty yeah. one. We all did it, Your you, Honor. You're going to bring that up one day. Like, hey, Chafin got me in an elevator. But his girlfriend was there, so it was legal. Um, yeah, but, that, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, that was... Yeah, I was, man, I was, yeah, I, I was a heavy drinker, and uh, I enjoyed it, you know, and it's yeah. like, I enjoy drinking with guys like you and different, you know, people in comedy, and uh, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's one of those things. I just kept getting too drunk on stage, you know? Yeah. I, I kept, I mean, the fact that I'm banned from Chilkoots, I mean, what the fuck <laughs> do you have to do to get banned from Chilkoots really? Charlie's? Yeah, they won't book me anymore. Because the last time I was there, it was just like I had girls with their tits out, like I was drunk. They, they I talked about this last episode, but they had management came and watched my second set because the first one was so wild and I was cuz they were, they'll send you shots. Yeah. And so they're just I mean and I'm not I'm not a pussy. They try to go like, "Oh, we'll put some tea in there." I'm not going to do iced tea and pretend yeah. I'm drinking. I'm either going to drink or not drink. Yeah. But if you're sending me a shot, the fuck, you I know? think I think I think people listening should know that Chilkoot Charlie's yes. is in Alaska, it's in Anchorage. Yes. yes. And it is the most <laughs> 
it's drunkenest isn't a word, but it's the most yeah. drunkenest. Oh my god! I mean, it's great. Oh yeah, I've been kicked out of there. Oh, but I haven't been banned. Yeah, <laughs> you win. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, I've been sober 10 fucking years this summer, and it's like, I can't get back in there. No. Because it's just like, it was so crazy. The Someone wrote something down. That was crazy. I, I was kicked out. I was so drunk there. The security yeah. came up to me. Hey, Mr. Downey, we think it's time for you to go. I'm like, what? Yep, time <laughs> for you to go. You seem like you've had a few. I said, oh, uh, did I do anything wrong? They're like, nope. The thing is, they yeah. get a... If you're drunk in a bar in Alaska, the yeah. the joint gets a ticket. Oh, okay. And they're watching me on camera just like, da, 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 da. <laughs> hey, yeah. everybody. They're yeah, like, you're yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the manager the next day. I said, hey, did I, did I fuck up? He goes, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. So I got kicked out. He goes, nah, if you had a few, we kick you out. Yeah, well, they they videotape people, you know. Remember yeah. that? They, like, r- run around with the cameras and shit. Yep, when they kick them out, because yeah. that way they can, they, here's, yeah. In case something happens, they got it on camera. But, uh, you know, well, comedy's changed, you know. It's like you've been in it a while, I've been in it a while, and I feel like, you know, it's it's sometimes it's not as fun as it used to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's definitely like this, you know, because when I was going in hard, drinking and having fun and stuff, it's like there was a rock and roll element to it that it feels <laughs> not, it's not there anymore. And it's 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 heartbreaking because yeah. it's like, you know, I, I this this whole podcast really started off of like you know tales of the boston comedy club and different places and right you know i met you where did i meet you i think gotham i guess the first of the original gotham. original gotham yeah, yeah the when it was actually a fun club uh <laughs> <laughs> now it's like one of those high pressure state situations when you yeah. perform there and it's a great club and i love chris and i've had some ups and downs with him but i feel like it's you know, it's there's more at stake at the new place. Yeah. But the old one was, you know, it f- had that feel of the Boston Comedy Club and stuff. Chris Arcudi and I had our own bottle Chris of whiskey Arcudi. in the in yeah. the gre- the dressing room, whatever that we would keep there. Yeah, and that was our whiskey. Hilarious. And everyone knew that's Arcudi and Downey's whiskey. That's so funny. And we would tell people, "Hey, we got whiskey. Go help yourself." <laughs> or someone say, "I'm going over to Gotham." Go, oh, me and Arcudi got whiskey. Go help yourself. And it was like a good bottle. We we. We run out and we get another one but yeah. yeah we had our own fucking like clubs don't let you do that no no chris arcudi that's hilarious what a name i i loved chris arcudi i get mad at these fucking guys you know i get my whole thing is you just can't quit you no. just can't stop you can you could go through periods maybe you work the road less yep. or maybe you go into something a little bit but and i'm not to bash him because he's coming back a little bit mm-hmm. but um i thought he was so freaking funny me too i just loved i his love comedy. i loved i loved charactery yep chris Ar- I, you know arcudi i like i thought that that's what i love the most yep it's like he would have these had this ponytail and he yep. would, like sometimes he'd smoke two cigarettes at once <laughs> and he would just <laughs> and he was i remember i opened for chris arcudi um at a college and i had no business doing any comedy at a college but i did it anyway and i think i called some kid billy ocean or something uh-huh. some little black kid and the fact that he even knew billy ocean was and then they started throwing salt shakers at us and they were like <laughs> s- not pepper just salt and this black group of kids and they just kept throwing salt shakers at us while we're on fucking stage little pl- they were plastic ones uh-huh. but they were still hurt man and they're yeah. just like literally i mean it, there was like six or seven kids throwing these salt shakers at him. And it's like they threw them at me, and then and then they stopped, and then he got on stage, and he started throwing them at him, too. Like we could, And there was, like, fucking nobody there in this, like, yeah. little lunchroom that we were doing comedy in. And 
you know, it was just like unsupervised. And like we were just like, fuck this and like left early and just, oh, it's horrible. I opened for him at a college and it was so bad. He had weed and a flask of whiskey in his knapsack. And we sort of hit that before the show. Okay. And it was so bad where they're just staring. I go, all right, uh, I'm going to bring your headliner up. Like I did my whatever 20 yeah. and they hated me. And I said, uh, please welcome Chris Arcudi. So we bring him up. I go back on stage. I go, give me the fucking bag. Because <laughs> the bag has the weed, sure. his knapsack, and the yeah, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So I just take it, and I go out to the car, and I do whatever. And I forgot to lock the car. And I went back in, and they fucking stole the bag with his stuff in it, <laughs> his flask. And I'm, by now, I'm a little tipsy. And I'm like, I'm yeah. going to kick some ass. And Arcudi's like, Dowdy, sure. I'll get a new flask. Just, Calm it down. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're not beating up anybody. You know that, right, Doug? Yeah, I hate colleges. I hate all I'll never do stuff. one again. I hate colleges. Unless I'm famous and I yeah. say, here's what I do. Yeah. And here's, you pay me no matter what. Pay me 10 grand. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a weird thing, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, comedy is it's one of these things where it's like, like, I feel like we're war vets, you know. Like, we yeah. have these, like, you know, those of us that stayed in it. And that's why I have such a thing about quitting and not quitting. It's like, you know, y- you just have to kind of, even even if you're taking gigs that maybe aren't that great and maybe the money's whatever, it's like you're still getting up, you're still performing, you're still doing yeah. your shit, you're still in the game. It's as long as you you just don't fucking, if there's any advice to anybody, just don't quit. Don't quit. Just because, you know, you Lewis Black should have quit three times before yep. he got famous. Yep. If you're looking at it on paper. Yes. You know, he, he was Simon Roger Paul. He was playing, you know, the kind of firehouse type gig. He, you know, it's like if you want to look at it like, oh, well, you're not going to make it. If you just want to say that. And then he didn't hit till the late 50s. Yep. And so it's like you can't, you can't, you never know. Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney you never know. Rodney was in his know. 60s. Yeah. When ridiculous. he really hit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like, and then just reinvented himself and just yep. was able to kind of like, you know, have this huge, you know, resurgence. And, you know, it's like if you're funny, if you're getting laughs, then stay in it. If you're one of these assholes that aren't getting laughs, then you, please quit. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> if you're at the 10, 12 year mark and you're not killing solidly, yeah. regularly. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a bad day at the office, but never quit. Yeah. Unless, like, I mean, I think we can all look at someone and go, "Oh, that guy should." Look, like, if you did quit, let's say, let's say there was like there was a melting point that you did have, mm-hmm. which I, it, we all have it in us. <laughs> it's like every time I go on vacation, I'm like, you know, I look around, and I'm like, what, you know, mm-hmm. why do we live in these shitty places in New York and yeah. Jersey and stuff? Like that guy has a house and he's like got a yard and this yeah. dog and all this land. He's got a drum set in the basement. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah. And you look around and you're just like, why Why don't I want that? Yeah. You know, it's like I'm a guarantee I'm as smart as whatever the hell he's doing to make that money to live there. I could totally do that. Yeah. You know, a union job or whatever it is. Yep. What What do you feel would transition yourself out of comedy if one would, like yourself, do something else? Do you mean not even in show business? Yeah, take showbiz out of it. You know what I would do? I would work at an advertising company coming up with funny slogans and funny commercials. That's still kind of comedy. Let's say not not writing comedy at all. Just fucking going off the grid. I don't even know what's out there. I guess I would become, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I do a, an electrician's uh, thing for a year where you got to yeah. be like a... That's stressful, too, because you could electrocute people, man. Yeah, see, I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> 
See, I don't know what I would do. Well, that there's makes no plan you, B. That makes you a comic. You yeah, know, it's like because yeah, it's like that's funny that when I ask you, hey, what do you do? You're like, I just write funny. Th-. No, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's basically stand up. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be Don Draper. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, it's, it's, I did quit once. Did you? No. Here's what happened. What happened? I decided I was going to quit. I was okay. like, I've been doing this eight years. Yeah. And uh, it is what it is, and I'm not digging it. Okay. I'm not going. So I was doing. Uh, what's that chain in Philly? It used to be a real chain. Now there's maybe one or two left. Uh, Laugh House. No, it was only a local Philly chain. Okay. I can't remember the name of it. And I was like, that's it. This is my last weekend. I was middling. Okay. And I said, I'm done. So I'm just going to bang out these three shows. And they were the three best shows I'd ever had in my life. Okay. And I said, now I get it. I have to stop caring. When you stop caring, and people tried to tell that to me. When you don't care, you kill. Yeah. And it just never clicked until I gave up. Mm. I said, I'm done. I didn't care anymore. Wow. And then was just three. I was like, I like, I'd never killed like that. Three in a row. Yeah. They were just <sighs> screaming. And I don't know what I did that passes a joke 20 years ago. Yeah. I probably wasn't that good. But I was like, oh, my God, now I get it. I can't quit. Yeah. So I, I never thought about quitting since then. Yeah, that's – I mean, I, I feel I'm constantly looking for that don't care thing to happen with me. I feel yeah. like, like it'll – like I'll like conquer it mm-hmm. for like a month – <laughs> and then I'll just have some fucking bullshit audience, and they just ah, uh, and I just can't take it, and then I just end up having this like meltdown. And it's not a crazy meltdown. I'm not like right. a lunatic. It's not like fucking you know Tom Hanks and Punchline where his dad shows up. Yeah, and, and so, <laughs> he's like cr- he's like crying on stage yeah. with his brother there who became the doctor and he didn't. But you know, it's just like, but that is that is the true essence of of becoming good at this. And you know, you know where my like I felt some serious anxiety tonight it comes and goes i can't control it sure like i was at points slightly paralyzed (laughs) now normally i have two drinks and it goes away but there was none of that tonight sure (laughs) none of the audience either yeah (laughs) and uh the the the, yeah the 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 anxiety sometimes here's the thing if you had a million dollars in your bank account you wouldn't care because you go i don't give a fuck like i don't even need comedy Sure. Right now, I think we both have this thing where, like, we need this because I. What else can I do? Like, yeah. Someone takes away my vocal cords or says you can't perform. You know, my last job, I was a supervisor of switchboard operators. Guess what? Yeah. The internet took that away. No one, no one's making <laughs> phone calls anymore. So I don't yeah. know what. There is no plan B. Yeah. I run a bar, I guess. <laughs> I would. I would be a bar yeah. owner if I had the money to buy a bar. Well, what I here was one thing to back it up a little bit with you. I remember. Cause you know, I always, you know, was some guy that you know. I I took I probably did four open mics, and after I did four open mics, I said, you know, I'm just gonna work for a club, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've always done. I right. just am one of these guys that like I never wanted the anxiety of being at the mercy of somebody else. I wanted right. to be able. I'm gonna work for my shit. I'm gonna get my stage time. I'm gonna whatever it takes. I'm gonna. I always have a show. I'm never not going to have stage time. Right. I'm not going to be one of these guys that just fucking, you know, has to like, you know, dance around with somebody and bullshit and fake yeah. laugh and fucking pretend, you know, and just I just can't do that. And I remember, you know, I remember working at um, 
working at the club at, at Gotham. I was like a day manager or something and just working for Chris Mazzilli and all that. And remember, you were one of the guys that, like, you know, you've been a road guy. And, like, but but you were one of the few cool road guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have a guitar. You didn't, you know, it's right. like you didn't have a trunk full of props. Like, you were, and it, you know, you came in all, you know, kind of just, I don't know, just like rock and roll and, you know, I always, I always call you the basis for the cure. You know, it just... <laughs> And just, you know, you had this kind of, you, you had a hipness to you. Right. And that a lot of road guys didn't have. And so a lot of the road guys, I feel like, were just guys that, you know, kind of gave up. And then it was just like, and it, it made it made it feel like the road was failure, you know? Right. It, it made a lot of these guys, because, because a lot of the road guys aren't good and aren't yeah. original. Right. And so they fuck it up. And so it's like it makes you feel like that's like a death, you know, sentence to be on the road. And you were the opposite with me because I feel like you could you could come in and make a splash into the city, and you know, you started getting some TV stuff or whatever. But I don't know. That's just the way I feel about it. I thank you. I, I actually started in the city. Oh, okay. And the anxiety was so bad, I went onto the road because I was just nerve, like just racked with anxiety. Yeah. Because I was like, who, who's in the crowd? What could happen? I'm like, you know what? No one is going to see me in Ohio. Yeah. I'll go get good in Ohio. Yeah. So I would, so I would do the city, but then I would do the road, and I made a mistake. Like I had was hanging out one night. Someone goes, "I haven't seen you in a year and a half. I thought you quit." And I was like, "Uh oh, I fucked up. Yeah. Time to do more city stuff." Sure. And that's probably when we met. Okay. Because I had started in the city, went on the road, and came back, and I think that's when we met. Yeah, I probably said, "Hey, nice leather jacket," and we started talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bases of the cure. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. You had some Hutch jacket on, Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Hey, nobody rocks a tan leather jacket these days. <laughs> it's nice bangs. And uh, <laughs> that's how we started talking. Um, all right. So, you know, it, it's funny with you because um, there's, you know, you kind of live in this world that's happening, you know, with you with kind of uh, the back of the room, you know, or green room if you will, of comics, we've, you know, noticed this, you know, I don't give a fuck attitude on social media that you have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, it's like I get up there with a cowboy hat and, you know, and I do my thing and, and then I might even, I might even go a little like, you know, blue statey and whatever. And, and a lot of times it confuses people. Like I have this joke now where I say, I feel like, you know, when you like when you have a cowboy hat on and you slam Trump or something, you know, it's almost like, you know, there's somebody tied up in the back going, that libtard took my hat. You know, it's like, <laughs> like there's, you know, like people don't understand it, yeah. you know, and you do sometimes like a part of who you are is like the inside of you sometimes feels like it would beat up the outside of you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, that's, and so, but do you remember saying to me? Because for those listening, I am really like annoyingly pro-Trump. Sure. And you came up to me once. You go, you know, man, you think the way I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's and the pro-Trump thing is like you're one of the few people that um, I'm okay with it because you never change who you are with me. Right, you know, and you're not—you don't give a fuck who I like or what I don't or play. Like you would never come at me in a way that's gonna make me uncomfortable. 
No. You know, you're not going to make me feel. And, and, you know, even if we've had a tiff or an online almost thing or here and there, it's still, you know, there's a respect there. And, Absolutely. And you're one of the, I mean, you know, and there are, the problem is, is like, you know, it's like there are a lot of maniacs that are following this guy. And so it's like, you know, and you're a maniac in some ways, but at the same time, you're a grounded person. You know, you're not saying right. the N-word all the time. You're not, you know, no, fucking no. swastika on your arm. Like, you're, you know, you're not these maniac guys. Right. But, uh, but, but do you find that, you know, being that honest on social media, I mean, do you feel like, I feel like it, it like, it, I don't think you ever thought Red Eye was going to go off the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, what? <laughs> It's what? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, everybody. I was just kidding. <laughs> Cause, cause, because I every time I see, like, George Gallo and, like, uh-huh. Terry McNeely, and I see these guys, and I always give them shit, and I'm always like, you guys are fucking geniuses. Because they're just, I go, because you're tapping into this market of, like, you know, they'll, they'll go to, like, San Antonio or Texas or yeah. Oklahoma, and they'll just sell out theaters. Yep. Because they did some little video called Danny the Democrat or, yep. or Gallo's, like, making fun of the sore losers. Yep. And it's like they've really tapped onto it. Whereas with you, it's like you kind of keep your comedy life separate. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Now, here's the flip side of that. I did uh, – I was on Long Island recently, and I had a, a group – there's several groups, but 11 in total have said, hey, uh, we came to see you because we like what you say on Facebook. And we thought, well, let's go see this dude. Maybe it'll be funny. And then they're like, how come you didn't? There's no Trump stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I don't do it. There's no political business. Interesting. It's just me fucking around. And I am pro-Trump. Yeah. But I'm just fucking around with people and trying to make it funny. Do you think you'll ever get to that point? You know, or like if you no. if you you haven't toyed with it at all, or? unless someone says we want you to do political stuff, the show's in four months. Then I would write some political sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. But no one gives a fuck what I think. Yeah, and no one, uh, you know, I don't like. I have friends who are so far left. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, George Bush blew up the, you know, the twin towers. You know, he did that, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> But I've got these people coming at me. They yeah. read my stuff on Facebook. They're like, Donnie, you know uh, Hillary drinks the blood of babies, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what, like, you believe yeah, what yeah. you want. Like, I'm not yeah. going to argue with them. And, yeah. But, no, I, unless someone's paying me to do it, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, the climate that we're in now, it's like, it's very, I don't know. It's just, it, it's. There are three low-level bookers that are no longer booking me. Oh, because of it? Really? I'm fairly certain. Wow. Okay. However. The flip side is I'm getting some corporate stuff because these people see me and they're like, hey, don't tell anyone, but I'm really on your side. And I've got this corporate thing. It's uh, 1250 bucks mm. for 20 minutes. You want to do it? They're like, of course I want to do it. Wow. So what I'm losing with these three, and there could be more, I don't know, I, yeah. three people that I know have not booked me and have like fought with me online. I get a lot of texts from comics that say, what's up with Downey? Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I get guys, uh, not a whole bunch, but there's two or three guys that once in a while will be like, oh my God, did you see what freaking Kevin 
you know, and it's it is funny because I know you in ways that they don't, and then right. I also I know kind of what you're about, and I grew up with certain people in my family and stuff, and so you know I understand why one would be fed up with what you know the same old shit we've been getting for years and years and years, and so Trump comes along. It becomes like this thing that's like, let's rattle the cage and whatever. I get right. it. I get all that. Um, do I think he's the guy that should be rattling the cage? That's another conversation. Right. You know, um, but, you know, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but I can, I could say you might be wrong on some things and you'd be able to say I might be wrong on others. And who gives a fuck? It's right. like, it's your opinion. It's what you'd like. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, some people hate jazz. You yeah. know, it's it's good music, but they right. fucking hate it. So it's like I just feel like, you know, politically, you know, it's like one should have their own opinion. But in comedy, though, it's yeah. It, What's well, weird with you because it's like you're you're allowing it to be separated. You know, it was where like a Bill Maher or you know right. certain comics where you know Louis Black and you know they're very open about how they feel politically. Yeah, and you know. You know what? I haven't really changed, though. I used to be a big lefty, and I still believe what I used to believe. Yeah. I, like, I want equality for everybody. Yeah. You're a lefty and with a gun. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lefty with a gun. But I do find the left, yeah. we talked about this earlier, the left has gone like a new, dim a new dimension of left. Yeah. Like, we were always like, I may not agree with you, but I'll fight for your right to say it. And now okay. there's, there's this new whole far left... I may not agree with you, and I will get you fired for saying what you say. Yeah. And I'm not just one of those cats. So, like, I think the parties have, like, sort of shifted. And I was never a Republican. And I one of the things I love about Trump is he killed off 15 fucking Republicans. Just yeah. killed them off. Yeah. And I think the new Republican Party is people like me, these, like, pissed-off Democrats, sure. which is where I rank, some libertarians and some independents yeah. who— uh, Gay marriage, all for it. Smoke weed, all for it. And Trump is kind of like that. And I get, I get why people don't like him. You know, this obnoxious, <laughs> grab by the pussy. Like I get it. Yeah. Well, the thing is with him, it's like you know. I hope we can get it back to comedy. But I feel like, you know, it's if he had ran as an independent, I would have respected him more. Right. You know, the problem with him is he. I mean. He's just fucking yanking that GOP chain, and it's just—it's like fuck you, man. It's like that's what bothers me the most. Right. It's not—I mean—and I totally get that. It's like, ugh. It's like—and these people are crazy. Some of these evangelical people, my yeah. family included, man. Yeah. I got family, fucking dad and whatever. Like they don't, you know, they believe all this shit, and uh -huh. it's just like he's not like this Christian Huckabee. That's a guy that okay, yes. if, he's the Christian guy. Yes. Like if if you vote if. if if that's what you're going for, that's the guy you should have supported. Yeah. But Trump's, Trump is not that he's guy. He's not that guy at he, all. Not even a, close. He's a former Democrat, and I think he just became a Republican because Hillary already had the, the Democrat nod. Yeah. He's like, I want to run. Who can I run? Uh, Green. Uh, fuck the Green Party. Like, yeah. I guess I'm a Republican now. But see, I don't think people know this about you. I don't think they know that you give a shit about, you know, like rights and things like that and people and gay rights and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think they feel that because you... Because when you're they, on, when you're online, you're, <laughs> you're a maniac, and you're going, and you just, and you also, I feel you, you're this like, 
you know, you're a troublemaker online. That's exactly like it's, what I'm it's doing. It's a place where, because like, I know, like, I'll, like, I, you're one of the reasons I got off Facebook. But I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I tried to link you in something. I'm like, oh, he, he fucking unfollowed me. I'm completely off. Oh, are you? Okay. No, it's not you. It's everybody. Oh, okay. I, I just have a fan page. I got, I. Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah, I completely got. No, I didn't get rid of you just, just by yourself. But, uh, but I feel like, you know, a lot of times you'll say something on there that just is just, you know, meant to create this controversy of, like, people reacting. I have said, you know Jim Delacus? Sure. He goes, I get what you're doing. Yeah. You start a fire, you back off, and when it goes down, you throw more gas on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he comes and he plays. Sure. But a lot of that is just like, you know what, I'm going to say this. And, and I'll tell people, I'll text them, hey, watch what I'm about to put. Yeah. It's going to be great. And I put something, fuck you, Dowdy. <laughs> and that's the game that a lot of sensitive people don't understand. Yes. There's a, there's a game that's happening with people that are, you know, kind of Trumpy in a way. But mostly it's just because of how the liberals react to it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like. You know, when people just, they, they, you know, would put up like a Hillary, you do it too, put up a Hillary thing. And it's like, all right, dude, she fucking lost. Like, leave her alone. Like, no, just leave her alone, dude. Like, she's fucking done. She's not the fucking president. Like, why are you going to drag her back into this? But what's funny, it's a, it's because it's like this thing that it, it just like anytime like the Trump thing gets negative, that's an easy way to get everybody like, well, at least it's not her. And yeah. then everybody goes, ah. And then they're fucking, they're just like crazy for Trump. And they rally. Oh, I my had, God. Um, oh, you know Jill Kimmel? I don't know. I, uh, J- uh, Jimmy Kimmel's sister. She does comedy. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I did a gig with her. Yeah. And she friended me on Facebook. And then I, I put something up just to piss people off, something pro-Trump. And she goes, you really like Trump? Disgusting. <laughs> and then all of my friends just fucking stomped on her mm. throat. <laughs> And she unfollowed me as I expected. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good career move. But yeah. uh, <laughs> there's another show I won't be doing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I give it up to you because you know it's like I'm sure I fucked myself. You have, but I fucked myself too. You know, by right. by just being either drunk or being or just being too outspoken or fucking the wrong person or, yeah. you know, I, I've done a lot of stuff too, you know, that's I just... have a saying, I've never gotten in trouble for keeping my mouth shut or my pants on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to write for, you know, cringe humor. I used to, you know, I was one of the first writers for them. And, you know, I used to, I remember I went after Last Comic Standing mm-hmm. and it was one of these things where I wrote an article on it and I was, it was called, you know, the day the, the comedy died. And I felt like I had a really bad experience with them. And, you know, I auditioned and it was during the afternoon. And it was just like, you know, they wouldn't. And it was funny because I was headlining there. This is before that bullshit headlining happens at Caroline's. We're mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm headlining a Tuesday. Like it was a real headlining gig. Right. And it was like, and and I was auditioning for this. And then they basically just cut me off like half joking. Like I did, I barely did a joke and they just cut me off. And I stopped. And it was like, and it was when they had like, you know, it was just the two producer guys. It was before they ever did stand up comics that were having anything to do with it. And I remember freaking out on them. And I asked them, I said, I go, before I left, I just, I go, have you guys ever done stand up? And they were like, no, we haven't. And I said, like, well, then you got no business judging my stand up, mm-hmm. you know? And then it just became this thing. And they flipped out and they were just like, what the fuck? Do you know my comedy pedigree? I'm a producer oh. for The Tonight Show and I've launched all these comics. And they flipped out on me, right? So I write this article about it. 
and uh, like a year later, one of the guy's sons is looking online, right? And he finds this article, gets back to his dad. I mean, this is like, these guys are millionaires and shit. Yeah. And they go to Al Martin and try to get, I had a show at the Broadway Comedy Club, like Dustin Chaffin's Uncensored Comedy Show, and they try to get my show taken out of Broadway. And it oh. was just like, they're coming at my little show on a, on a Friday at midnight, trying to get Al to get rid of my show over an article that I wrote about my bad experience. Unbelievable. Yeah, so we've all done stuff that, yeah. you know, is can, you know, I remember being wasted and just going after Barry Katz and people like that, and just like <laughs> at a roast, and like, ah, fuck you, you brought a stat fan. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't give a <laughs> shit. You got lucky with Chappelle. Like, I've said some nasty shit. Uh-huh. You know, Mazzilli, I said something stupid about him because he, he fired my girlfriend friend that was the bartender or ended up you know it's like it's always something in comedy like you can't yeah. and in show business like you can't always you know dictate or protect yourself because something's just gonna happen you have no control over i'm always shocked that anyone takes that shit seriously oh, something yeah. i say on facebook they do man <laughs> we have meetings about it <laughs> <laughs> Guess what Dickhead did today? <laughs> we, have, we, we have full conversations about it. And like, I'll get somebody, and I'll be like, well, I go, and then I'll usually say, I'm like, well, Down, he's, he's just, you know, he's like this crazy uncle that we love, and he just comes in. Just with take his, the joke. With his, with his, Make fun with of his me. crazy outfits. And <laughs> like, who else has fucking, you know, brings their own record player on the road? <laughs> like, hey, we got these things called phones. You could just play music. And you, <laughs> it's like, you bring in like records and you got vintage this and that and but it's like you know like i said it's kind of you don't give a shit you know you have your own thing and you just kind of like like to stir it up you know i just think it, i, I think mean, it's funny it's hysterical to me but i also wonder like uh and i'm bad with names who played latka oh uh, andy Jackson. kaufman andy kaufman he yeah. went through this phase where he was a wrestler Sure. And he was it was oh, just a big funny. joke to him. Very funny. <laughs> and then and Robin Williams was like, All right, that was really funny, uh, but you should move on now. He goes, Oh no, I'm sticking with this joke. <laughs> and all his friends were like 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 four months later, all right, give it up. You wore it out. Like I feel like I'm Andy Kaufman with that. Oh, like, okay. With I'm the... still running the joke. Sure. And now everyone's like, Oh, all right, just stop. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Somebody needs to slap the shit out of you on yeah. live television. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that needs to happen. You're gonna, uh, but no, you know, it's what, you know, I, I mentor a lot of comedians and stuff. And, um, you know, what, what advice would you give to, you know, young comics, you know, starting out and kind of like getting into this thing where it's like, you know, what, what advice would you pass on? Don't support Trump on Facebook. <laughs> You'll never work certain moose lodges in you Pennsylvania will. again. All those moose lodges will dry up. <laughs> you know what? I think the important thing is to write a lot. Okay. Have fun on stage. Yeah. If you're not having fun, they're not having fun. Well, you're the you're the fucking epitome of that. Like, if I right? were to say the comics that have fun on stage, you would be top five of a guy I that love does it. that. Yeah, you do. It doesn't matter what it is. You might because you're a guy that'll get like a you'll get a high end two thousand dollar weekend gig, and yeah. then you'll play some shitty four fifty gig. Yep. And somewhere with the freaking you know, there's it's just Moose Lodge or whatever you know. So it's like, but you'll have fun at both. Absolutely. You know, I absolutely do. Um, is my mic plugged in? Because when you talk, the lights blink. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's on. Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's blinking. Because I, th- I pulled it earlier. Thank you. 
<laughs> Great. Now I got to edit. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're, think, you're going you. up. You're going up the whole time, man. I think the key is to have fun. <laughs> Just have fun. Yeah. Be different. Yeah. The first open mic I went to, I didn't even get on. Yeah. Because there were just so many. So I said, well, I'll just watch and see how it works. And at yeah. the time, everyone was doing a Mike Tyson impression. Okay. So by the fifth one, you're like, did you not see the other four? <laughs> like, just do something. Yeah. If everyone's walking to left field, walk to right field. No, I like that. I think it's, it's important to, you know, my whole thing is, is like, you may not like me, but you'll never forget me. Yes. <laughs> and my goal is kind of like you want to make him laugh, but I kind of want to confuse him, too. I want people to go, what the fuck? Yeah. That's my favorite response. Someone goes, what the fuck? Cool. So how many guns do you have? Uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> really want to know? Yeah. What do you got? All right. I've got, I'm guessing I might be off Are by they one. All registered? I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. They're all registered. Okay, yeah. All I, right, I, right. I got a concealed pistol license. Good in 39 nice. states. Good for you. I think I have 10 now. Wow. That's serious. I'll come to your house for the apocalypse. you got to come to my place. Well, there's three reasons to have guns. Okay, tell me the three. Um, practicality. Okay. Like, let's say, I don't hunt, but let's, let's a hunter would have yeah. whatever he's hunting. You might have one or two. Self-defense, that's practicality. Sure. Another reason is uh, collectability. I've got two uh, pistols from World War II. Okay. Captured by GIs and brought back. Oh, wow. Okay. I dig those. Sure. And uh, some guns are just fun to shoot. Like I've got a twenty-two caliber Luger. It's hysterical. How? How? I mean, like your first gun that you bought. Okay. I mean, you look like you could. It could go either way psychologically with yeah. with your <laughs> with your vibe that you put out. I was so, shocked they let me buy one. Yeah. Well, but do you feel it was relatively easy, or this person did their job and oh, they sold you a gun? Here's the answer. And I'm pro-gun, oh, but I'll tell you this. Okay. I can get a gun faster than you can adopt a cat. That's fucked up. It is. Yeah. It is fucked up. I understand where your position is, and I respect it, but I just still feel that that's, you know. See, here's... Yeah, I, I mean, I get that's it. I, you shouldn't be able to get a gun faster yeah. than a... I can get a gun in 15 minutes. It's going to take a week to get a cat. Yeah. And no one's ever walked into a Denny's with a bunch of cats <laughs> killing people. <laughs> but I feel... You know, that's like the kind of topic, you know, gun control and stuff that like because I feel like whenever you talk about gun control online and stuff, I feel like you're going at it about as, you know, you can't take my guns kind of thing as opposed to kind of the sensitivity sometimes of, you know, all these crazy things that happens when these idiots get them, you know. See, that's the thing. Now, right now, there are a hundred, whatever, a hundred million peaceful gun owners. Yeah. How do you find out the whack job who's going to... You, you know, see walk? it in their face. That's the thing. I think so, too. <laughs> all these fucking guys that do all these crazy... Like, how would you sell them a gun? I, w I wouldn't even sell them a pocket knife. Like, you could see it in their face. That's the sick part. Yeah. Like, that guy, he shot some Arizona congresswoman or something. Look at him. Yeah. This, this guy eats his own shit. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, But he's, he's never done anything, so he has the legal right to get a gun. Okay. And you just got to, like, you're not going to kill people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did a comedy gig in uh, Pennsylvania and recently, probably about two months ago, and they were raffling off guns after the show. And it's just like, you know, like it was nothing. You yeah. think about it. It's just like, hey, here's a freaking semi-automatic. Well, a gun. Yeah, here you go. But, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, one last thing about the political stuff, just because I feel like, you know, I, I wanted to discuss it with you. So do you feel that you would possibly, is there anything Trump could do that would make you not want to follow him? What would he do? What would he have to do for you to be like, all right, you guys are right. This guy's a piece of shit. Because I feel part of it is pride because people, you don't want to be like, you guys were right. Oh, I think everyone has that. Oh, okay, yeah. That's the that's the thing that keeps everybody in it. Yeah. Here's it if he did told you so thing. Yeah. If he didn't follow through on his promises, okay. I'd be like, You're right. Like I had friends say, uh, you know what? I voted for Obama. I fucked up. I don't like him anymore. Gotcha. And I know people who said, I wish I voted for the guy. Yeah. I mean, he won anyway. Sure. But if he didn't follow through with his promises, what he said he was gonna do. I'd be like, okay, well, he said he was going to kill ISIS. He didn't do it. Gotcha. I mean, he did. They're down from like 35,000 to 1,000. These numbers, though, bro. I know. <laughs> this, is, this is what they're floating. This is what they're floating. Like, they could have 700 more joined yeah, today. I don't, I don't know where these numbers are coming from, man. I don't know. What do you get, what do you get the, the ISIS, ISIS numbers? Like, what, I, nobody gets those. I actually, <laughs> I, I, um, here's another little. KDJ quirk. Give me I, everything. What? I study crime stats for fun. Okay. I gather crime stats. I read okay. them and I write blogs about them. Okay. And uh, I follow. Like I probably inject. I probably take in like s- easily six hours a day of talk radio. Okay. Like I just scan the dial. Like I've got the ones I like. I like Rush Limbaugh. I used to listen to Ed Schultz. He's on the left. You know him? Sure. Okay. So because I would just get yeah pieces of it and then I'm online checking this and that and. Uh, I, I like uh, BBC for news and uh, Fox. I used to read CNN. Not into them much lately, just because you know there's been some lies. Yeah. And uh, but I like I people well, Fox will actually news has lies too, but everybody everyone has. lies. Yeah. yeah. But I found Fox lying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a lie. Okay. I know that's a lie. But there, the thing that lost me on CNN was uh, there's a black guy with a gun who got killed by a cop in Milwaukee. Okay. all right. And for six hours, CNN didn't say the cop is black, too. Mm. They let it fester. Gotcha. And then they said, oh, the, you know, the bad guy had a gun, and the cop was black. Well, now Milwaukee's rioting. Like, why'd you let that happen? Yeah. Then they have the sister of the guy killed. And it says, sister of victim shot by cop calls for peace and she goes don't burn don't riot don't tear up the streets and they cut her but if you let it go she goes do that in the suburbs take uh, it to the white people's neighborhood don't do it here <laughs> i was like no she's not calling for peace she's calling for fucking race war yeah yeah and that's yeah. when i was like all right i'm done like okay. you don't need to protect that woman she's calling I, she's 16 she's upset i get it sure sure, sure. don't fucking lie to us yeah. You see what she's doing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I'm kind of done with them for a while. But yeah, if he doesn't, if he, uh, if he didn't live up in any of those promises, I, I, I know ISIS is reeling. Even CNN goes, yeah, all right, so he kind of beat him up. Like they are reeling. But if <laughs> I'm he sure didn't... they are, but I don't know if it's drastic as much as they say. Like those numbers are pretty freaking drastic. I don't think that's, those, yeah. you know, that's, that's a little much from a thousand to like 40,000 or something. It's just, you know. Well, they're not all dead. A yeah. lot of them just said, all right, 
Yeah. You know, they're blowing us up from the sky. I'm out. Say what you want about Obama. He did do some stuff to kind of come in it. I can know, tell you exactly what... and stuff. It's like, you know, Here's... took down Osama. You got to you can't take that away from him. No. I mean, there are things I like about Obama. He yeah. got health care. Yeah. It's outdated now. Yeah. Like, I don't have the same cell phone I had when, you know, from three years ago. Yeah. So let the health care, you know, fix that, too. You fixed my You gave me a better yeah. phone. Um, I do feel a lot of people that supported Trump are going to be sorry that they did in some ways. The people that, you know, if you're making millions of dollars, I think, like, he's the president for you. But right. if you're not, like corporations, but let's see if these corporations actually, like, trickle it down to their employees. And right. that's the thing. is well, that's, that's, that's his MO. And I even said that. I said, I said uh, you know, before everybody freaked out about the Trump thing, I said, look, I go, Trump will be reelected and he will be our president. And he'll be, he will be supported by everybody, at least more people than you think, if he gets jobs here in America. That's number That's one. The, if he gets that happening, where they're fucking somewhere in Detroit, they're making phones and they're fucking making whatever. If he can yep. somehow do that, yep. then he wins. Yes. That's all he has to do. Yep. And I would even give him props and not that I would support everything that he's done, but I would say that's what makes it, you know, this thing he's trying to revive, this great again thing. If he gets unemployment down to 2%, would you vote for him? I would never vote for him. Okay. <laughs> because And I have friends like that. I just wouldn't. Right. I just because, you know, I, I just I'm really about I can't can't take the GOP. I just can't take it. Um, I completely Jesus understand. does not belong in politics. I agree. He just doesn't. I 100% I agree. I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's, but see, that's what I like about him. Yeah. He's not a tip. Like, the, the real GOPers hate him. Yeah. Because they know he's he's a fake GOP. Yeah, but they're still, you know, supporting him. He's still, he's he's still, still part he's still of that. He's still wearing the still hat. Part, yeah, he's still got the fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I, I love that. a good hat, but still. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, you know, it's like, but this is what I like is like, you know, and, and that's the difference is, you know, real, even though it is probably the only reason we would actually have a real conversation is because there's a microphone in our faces uh -huh. that we, uh, manufactured this, but it's still nice to know that we don't agree politically, but we can still have a conversation. It doesn't have to get heated. It doesn't yes. have to get fucking, you know, disrespectful. No. And we can still understand each other better than we did before. Absolutely. And that's what you lose on social media. Absolutely. And, you know. I can't, like, I have a good friend who is like, I can't take you. I had to unfollow you. I was like, okay. I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole on Facebook. I get it. Okay. Um. But then doesn't talk to me until yeah. she wants a gig. Sure. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like, we don't have to talk politics. We've never agreed. Sure. And we've been friends for over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. She got married, had a baby. She's busy. But it was like the politics. Like, well, you know, I can't talk to you. Like, well, yeah. I can talk to you. Because the truth is, she, I mean, she's very far left. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not. I've never blocked someone on Facebook for disagreeing with them. The only people I've yeah. blocked are people who said, we should go fucking kill some cops. I'm like, all right, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, yeah, I block people because, you know, they ask me for spots and stuff. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'll block people for, uh, 
you know, correcting my grammar. Like, I, like there's no need for that. Grow the fuck up. Like, it's like, first of all, we're all fucking, you know, we're typing on tiny keyboards half the time. It's like, yeah. calm it down, dude. Did I put yeah. an extra I in that word? Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, did I forget a comma? Like, shut up, man. We're, these are random stream of consciousness thoughts, like, that happens so quickly. Yeah. We're just trying to put everything out as quick as we can, and then it's like, people do shit like that, I block them. And there's, if you're speaking, there's uh, yeah. voice attacks. Yeah. And you can say there, and it'll spell it there. Yeah. Or whatever. What? Yeah, these fucking guys that, that do that shit. I've half the people. I have a lot. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. That's why I got off the social media, or at least the Facebook, was because my block list was nuts, and I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I almost, <laughs> I mean, it was like sixty people. I was like, I gotta just, I just can't get involved in it. And yeah. then, and it also, it's like in like like somebody like you, it's like I don't want to get weird with you. Right. And so it's like, I would rather just not know that side of you uh-huh. and just know you like this, see you at a gig. This podcast thing is great. We have a good rhythm. And just something like this I could do with you. But it's like, you know, I would rather just avoid it. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to change my mind. Right. So I'm not going to like, but if I hear, you know, and that's what, when people react to you on Facebook, you know, comedians that come to me about it, I'm just like, it's just, you just... You don't understand this guy. Like, he's just... Part of it is just kind of fucking with people. Yeah. And then part of it is just like... And I like what you said. You're an angry Democrat. You know, you you tried that, and this didn't work, and we'll see what happens. But hopefully, you know, it's like it won't be an apocalypse. And if it is, you'll be ready, because you have ten fucking guns. (laughs) And... That is, uh, that's our show, everybody. All right. But, uh, you know, it's... Great to you know be on the road with you and work with you. I love it, man. This is good, a fucking this is fun. kick. I'm this glad we good. got to do I this. Got, we got to do this. This, this never happens because we both we're both closers. Yeah, well, it was yeah it was a special kind of like three man show kind of thing. Three three headliner thing. Yeah, it was good. I think one guy got the headliner money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get I had to go. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! I need extra money, bro. Um, we agreed on that, but. Uh, would you like to plug anything, Mr. Kevin Downey Jr.? What's going on in your world? Oh, yeah, I got a podcast called Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and Pat Dixon. Go to Compound Media. What are the Media. odds of that? What are the odds of that? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Go to compoundmedia.com oh, backslash highlights. This guy. Trump the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, Hillary the podcast is coming out uh, <laughs> next week. I'll be doing that. Hillary's got another shot. I believe in her. And uh, pantsuits.com. You can check out my new website. Um, <laughs> you have, uh, oh, yeah, I guess some, your album is. Oh, <laughs> well, because of you, my album is now on Spotify, uh, and iTunes, and yes. Apple Music. Nice. It's called Duct Tape Lip Balm, and you should buy it now. Very cool. It's a great album. Thank uh, you for the help with that. Yeah, absolutely. I got to help comics get to the, <laughs> get to the next level, get out of the uh, the seventies. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for uh, listening to. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin, our special guest today, Kevin Downey Jr. It was a blast. All right, it's rock and roll. Woo, sip. <laughs> Thank you. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.